Welcome to the Chlorine King Podcast, where your host, Eric Taylor, will discuss tips for the do-it-yourselfer, answer listeners' questions, conduct product reviews, and host special guests from the pool industry. Grab your swimsuits and let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Chlorine King Podcast, your number one source for pool care. We have another great episode in store for our listeners tonight, and we're very close to wrapping up our chemical series of this week's episodes about calcium hardness. But before we get to that, I always like to answer a question from one of our listeners. You can check out our website at chlorinekingpools.com and leave a question there for us on our Contact Us page. So let's go ahead and answer a question from Michelle. She emailed me earlier this week asking, Eric, what's the most common issue you find when you go to a new pool for an estimate? Well, Michelle, it's really hard to say there's only one commonality. If I had to answer it truthfully, I'd say it's shared amongst three main issues. The first is the equipment in not good shape or it's undersized. The pool will only be as clean as the equipment allows it to be. If it's not in good shape or it's undersized, you can be assured the pool will not look its best and possibly be unsafe. The second issue would be having the pool set to run for too little a time. I know it's tough times, we're always trying to save money these days, but running your pool less can actually cost you more in the end. If you pay for a couple of green pool cleanouts throughout the year, what have you saved? You're killing any possible savings you'd have from cutting back the runtime. So you'll save money and actually enjoy your pool more if you run it in the correct amount of time throughout the day. And the last issue I find is having the pool set up incorrectly in regards to the flow of the pool. Usually one of the first things I do when I arrive is I adjust the returns and verify the labels on the plumbing and make sure they're correct. Believe it or not, people have labeled things incorrectly. There's just an endless amount of scenarios of what could happen if things aren't set correctly. You know, anything from chemistry issues all the way to equipment issues. I remember one time I got called out for a repair for a pump that kept deadheading. I already knew what the issue was. And sure enough, when I got to the property, all the return lines were closed off. The water had nowhere to go. So it pays to have the pool set up correctly. I really hope that helps answer your question, Michelle. Don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions so I can be of greater assistance. So calcium hardness is our main topic tonight. And just like every other chemical we've talked about, it's super important to make sure that this one is in range as well. Calcium hardness is essentially the measure of how soft or how hard your pool water is. The calcium reading you get when you test it is how much calcium is actually dissolved in your pool water in parts per million. Calcium hardness can also create a corrosive or scale forming pool just like pH or alkalinity can if it's not kept in range. According to the NSPF, the recommended range is 200 to 400 parts per million of calcium. Now let's not get calcium hardness mixed up with total hardness. Total hardness is the combination of both calcium hardness and magnesium. So if you're testing for total hardness, oftentimes found on test strips, you could be making some correction errors if you're not taking that into consideration. For instance, if you test total hardness at 200 parts per million, that'll mean that you have less than the recommended amount of calcium in your pool. So just make sure you're not getting things mixed up so you can keep your pool as balanced as possible. So Eric, what happens when your calcium is low? Water requires calcium. It longs for it, if you will. So if there isn't enough in the water, it will find it. It'll search for it. And plaster pools have tons of calcium in the surface, so that's where the water will go to find it. What will happen if it's kept low for long enough, you'll start seeing things like etching, pitting, or even delamination. 
It literally starts eating away at the surface of anything that has concrete or masonry in it because of the calcium in it. So if your calcium is low in your pool, get it up to protect your pool's surface. What if the calcium is high? Oftentimes the calcium being high is the offender versus it being low. What you can see is cloudy water if it's really high. Water can only hold so much of anything, calcium included. Without getting too scientific here, when, once that happens and it, the calcium limit is reached, otherwise known as a saturation point, anything above that point creates calcium carbonate. This type of calcium is very visible in your pool water. If you have a milky pool, chances are you could have an issue of super high calcium. It could even appear as fl a flaky substance in the water, but don't get that confused with water mold because that's a completely different situation. The most common indicator of high calcium is scaling. It's going to be found on your pool surface, like your tile line, or you'll see it actually on your pool uh, surface, walls, and floor, or you can see it in your equipment. There's a myriad of problems of scale that could occur. It could cause circulation issues if it forms in the pipes because it would be blocking the water flow. It could reduce the lifespan or efficiency of equipment such as pool pumps, filters, salt cells, heaters, and heat pumps, and the list just goes on and on. Not to mention it creates an ugly look on your pool surface or tile lines. Now, calcium nodules are, are not to be confused with calcium scale. Nodules are plaster application issues and not to be confused with bad water chemistry like what you find with high calcium or, or low calcium. So Eric, how can we adjust the calcium? If it's high, the only way to lower it is through dilution, unfortunately, which means a partial drain or refill. If you're going to do that, though, first check the hardness in your fill water, so test your, the water coming out of the hose. If you have a reading of 600 parts per million in your pool water, but your hose water is at 540 parts per million, it doesn't really make any sense doing a drain and refill. You're going to be wasting your money and not getting much of a difference, and you're not going to be lowering your calcium hardness that much. In that case, what you'd want to do is keep your saturation index, which we'll discuss in another episode, more on the corrosive side, and also keep your pH down below 7.5. A lower pH keeps things suspended in water better to help prevent scale forming, like what happens, you know, when the pH is high, it actually helps or uh, promotes scale forming. So keep that pH in check, and you'll keep the calcium in check as well, the best as possible. If it's low, what you'll need to do is add some calcium chloride flakes in the water. If you go to your pool store and ask for calcium chloride, you can follow the instructions on how to add it. Generally speaking, you'll want to add about 15 ounces of it to see about a 10 part per million change in about 10,000 gallons of water. So essentially, you're adding about one pound to get that change. As always, you'll want to wait a few hours, you know, even up to 24 hours before retesting it. The longer you wait, the more accurate result you'll get when you retest it because it's circulating and getting, you know, mixed in with all the water thoroughly. You don't want to drastically overshoot the application because then you'll be stuck draining part of the water, wasting money and also the chemical you just put in. So I personally always like to dose in smaller increments instead of one large application. And you also think, need to think too how you're treating your pool with what chemical uh, because you could be making matters worse. If you have high calcium, the last thing you want to do is uh, sanitize your pool calcium hypochlorite or cowhypo for short. Every time you add that in the pool, you're also increasing the calcium, which only makes matters worse. On the flip side, if you have a pool with low calcium, 
cow hype will be a great choice for sanitizing the pool because over time you'll start bringing the calcium into range. So that's calcium harness in a nutshell. If there's any questions regarding calcium, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm available in almost every possible way, so please don't be afraid to reach out and use those avenues. I'm here for you guys and gals. So stay tuned for next week's episode where we'll keep the learning train going. Be safe, enjoy your pool, and have a great night, everyone. That's all for tonight, and thanks for tuning in. Please send any comments or ideas, how-to and guest appearance requests, and product review suggestions to eric at chloreinekingpools.com. Remember, if life piddles in your pool of dreams, just add some chlorine and keep swimming. See you next time.